How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So spring training underway, my friends, and a couple of big news pieces dropped yesterday. Dropped two videos. Uh, we wanted to do another one on the injury updates. We figured we'd wait, see if anything else happened. And, of course, things are going down, and the Yankees are preparing to hire Corey Kluber to help support them in an advisory role. So some interesting news there. The Yankees also acquired Clayton Andrews from the Milwaukee Brewers. Didn't end up with Corbin Burns. Ended up with the shortest pitcher in baseball instead. Interesting kind of uh, supplement there, but he's a decent bullpen armor. Look, the Yankees, um, their bullpen's good, and they're going to get reinforcements over the summer. A couple injury updates on that front. Scott Efros uh, had a back surgery in December. We'll talk about that. And then Lou Trevino showed up to camp yesterday and apparently signed a one-year, $1.5 million deal with a 2025 club option. So he's also going to be coming back. And those two guys are expected to come back over the summer. So Yankees, they already have a strong bullpen. If there's any injuries or anything that happens there, they know they have reinforcements coming up in a couple months, which is going to be a really good thing to work those guys in for the second half of the year. So it's kind of like almost a signing. It's like almost signing two players, except they show up in a couple months from now ready to go. So interesting kind of narrative there to build, and we'll talk about all these different uh, kind of situations. But we'll dive into the acquisition of Clayton Andrews, Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff. Hi, dude, today, my friend. I'm doing great hanging in there. You know, very excited for spring training. It's right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. We're getting injury news. We're getting signing news. We're getting just news in general. It's nice to talk about stuff that's relevant to the team instead of hypotheticals that may or may not happen. Uh, but as it pertains to Clayton Andrews, uh, you know, I know he got shelled in like his, I think it was like four innings or maybe three and a third of major league action. But if you look at his AAA numbers, there's some excitement there. Uh, you know, he gets a good amount of swings and misses, which I think is the biggest telling of, hey, can you can you pitch at the major league level? I think the ability to get swings and misses is extremely important. He doesn't get hit hard either. Uh, and a big part of that is because he's got a very unique delivery. And if you look at his delivery, you might go, it's pretty standard. Nothing there looks different. But as you alluded to, he is the shortest pitcher in baseball. And he still gets it up to 94, 95. Can crank it up to 97. Sits actually close to 94, 95. He was in the 94th percentile in whiff rate at 37.1% um, in AAA. And that lower uh, height means the lowest release height in baseball as well. So if you think about guys who are releasing from the arm, from you know a, a three quarters or an over the top arm slot, they're not you know releasing the ball five point two feet off the ground. It's usually a lot higher than that. So when you have a, a unique release height, when you have a guy throwing from an arm slot uh, that typically should result in high release heights, batters don't have an, uh, a sample size or pitchers they can equate that to. It's going to take time for them to adjust. He's got a really good changeup, a really good slider. His changeup generated a whiff rate over 50% in AAA last year. His slider nearing 50% in whiff rate. He kind of has to mask the four-seam fastball. Not that his four-seamer is completely unplayable, but it's not a high whiff pitch. Um, it's more of a get-me-over pitch, get some called strikes, generate some ground balls. Um... And I think that pitch is more so, things are going to try to disguise that pitch a little bit. Mix in the secondaries, mix in that that changeup, that slider, go, throw those pitches often. His slider is going to play really well to lefties. The changeup is going to play really well to righties. That four-seamer is kind of that equalizer. It's in between the two pitches in terms of movement profile. His changeup gets a lot of run. We're talking 15 to 16 inches of arm side action. That's away from right-handed hitters towards left-handed hitters. The slider is around 7 inches in terms of glove side movement away from left-handed hitters and into right handed hitters his fastball is kind of in between so you know having those three different horizontal movement profiles is great and then you think of the vertical separation his changeup gets off of his fastball that's another you know vertical that's another tunnel right there that you're going to get in terms of movement profiles 
He's got everything he needs to be a quality reliever in this league. He's also left-handed, and a big thing the Yankees haven't really had is left-handed relief depth. In really the last two months, they've really done a great job of addressing that. They brought in Caleb Ferguson. They brought in Victor Gonzalez. Victor Gonzalez, I think, was actually a little bit before that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then they bring in Clayton Andrews. I know they lost Matt Crook, but I think you could agree with me here, uh, Alex. I I'd swap out Matt Crook for, for Clayton Andrews on my depth chart any day of the week. The upside, the health, the, 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 the younger age, uh, more minor league options. I, I just think he's a much better fit for the Yankee organization. And look, is Clayton Andrews going to be a stud? I don't know. But does is there a chance that you give the Yankees a pretty talented pitcher and a unique pitcher at that? Um, and, and they turn him into something? Absolutely. Again, 94-95 from the left-handed side, small rele uh, low release height, good secondaries. It spells a pretty good reliever if he can get his command to be in the right spot. Yeah, definitely interesting. A five foot six reliever. You don't see that very often, especially, you know, averaging about 95 miles an hour, as you mentioned, from the left side. Pretty unique. And at the same time, it's important to note, this is a guy who has two minor league options left. So if the Yankees don't want to necessarily use him immediately and stash him in AAA, they can do that. And they have the flexibility to send him back. He's only 27 years old. Plenty of upside there. Um, look, the Bombers know what they need. They know what they want when it comes to the bullpen. Pitching coach Matt Blake has it all figured out. They managed to find value in pitchers that we've never even heard of before or many don't see the value in at all. Clay Holmes and Ian Hamilton are the perfect examples of that. So we always have to assume they have a plan for a guy like Clayton Andrews and you know his his pitch mix and what they can do with it. So definitely interesting there. Um, a lot of action in the minor leagues, but only 3.1 actions in the MLB where he got shelled. Uh, but it's such a small sample size, we can't really put much stock into it. But you know, looking at um, the other bullpen arms of this equation, Scott Efros, right? So Scott Efros had back surgery in December. Now, why is that important? Well, he's expected to be out for the next couple of months, returning over the summer. Uh, that deal, you know, to send, was it uh, Waldachuk or Wesneski, whatever it was, to uh, the Cubs in exchange for, you know, Scott Efros, now looking like a deal like, oh, crap, you know what? We didn't get much value. Nobody could have seen him getting injured. He got, you know, at Tommy John surgery at the end of the 2022 season. Unfortunate. Um, and then the back surgery, it just hasn't gone the way that we hoped. And he's now, what, 30 years old? So he's definitely getting up there in age, and he only has two years of service time. But getting him back at midway through the, the season will be really, really good for the Yankees because he's super talented. Scott Afros has a really unique uh, kind of, uh, you know, his his uh, pitching angle and, the, you know, his throwing angle is really, really interesting. Uh, he can do a lot for you. kind of has like a – it's like a – like, I don't even know. It's like – 90 degrees it's like a really strange um angle and it's not a submarine but it's like flat so it's kind of um, interesting how it comes out of his hand and it's really difficult for opposing batters to pick up on his pitches and getting him back should be a nice little boost for the bullpen and Lou Trevino also working his way back from Tommy John surgery um certainly could be a nice little piece he was really good for the Yankees when he was here after we got after he was acquired from the Oakland Athletics, I think he had a one two two ERA over like twenty one innings. So pretty solid arm for us. You know he's been inconsistent. We're, pay, we're paying him next to nothing. Um, a guy that's going to come back has experience. You know what are your thoughts about getting those guys back over the summer? The benefits of that, like you kind of see it as like deadline acquisitions. Like that's kind of how I'm perceiving it. They're injured now. Where our bullpen's still strong. I kind of view them as like two deadline acquisitions. The Yankees will get back inject into their bullpen and should be good to go instead of having to go out and like acquire a Keenan Middleton or acquire, you know, guys who may not be here um, in 2025. So that's kind of the perception that I am um, deciding to look at instead of like, oh, we have more injured players.
Yeah, the big thing for me here is that, you know, Lou Trevino does have, I mean, I, I personally think a good amount of upside. I mean, when the Yankees brought him in, he was extremely effective. Put up a 1.66 ERA across 25 appearances. They had to rely more on the sinker, sweeper, cutter. Um, you know, he still has a solid enough four-seamer to play with the uh, changeup. They tweaked some things in his pitch arsenal. He got hit a lot less hard. Uh, I think that there's, again, just a lot to like in his profile. Where he said he's going to be back around midseason, didn't want to be definitive with the date because, you know, things can change, and I completely understand that thought process. You don't want to, you know, tell the media, yeah, I'll be back by this date, and then, you know, that time comes around and you're still a month away. He did already throw off a mound, I believe, three times, so they are working him back. Um, you know, and of course, you know, the, the thing here is, he didn't get non-tendered because he wasn't good. Uh, I think if you and I, you know, ha if you and I were given the choice to tender him or not, um, and he was healthy, it would have been an easy yes, right? Because he was just so good for us in 2022. And it's funny because he is the one guy in this trade, uh, in that trade deadline in 2022, who has remained, you know, not a long-term fixture on the Yankees, but a guy who might end up being the most prominent piece that they ended up getting. That entire kind of like trade group was kind of cursed. I mean, Trevino gets Tommy John, Efros gets Tommy John, and back surgery. Benintendi, uh, you know, has that uh, tear in his wrist. Uh, and then, of course, Frankie Montas, injury after injury. So that entire uh, trade deadline, I think Brian Cash wants to put that one behind him. Uh, but, you know, as you alluded to, you can't really predict things, these things. You can't get on the Yankees for trying to trade for, you know, quality pitchers. Uh, and it's not like anybody they trade up, traded is killing them. I don't think the Yankees with Hayden Westeski are winning the World Series. I don't think the Yankees with Ken Waldechuk are winning the World World Series. I don't think they're JP Sears away from winning the World Series. Um, so it's not like they traded away. Like I, I'd feel worse if they traded away like a, a Will Warren or a Chase Hampton or a Drew Thorpe or any of that, uh, any glutton of those prospects who I think have a really good chance of converting to quality major leaguers. But again, you know, they, they've bolstered their, their bullpen depth. You know, you acquire two guys for your bullpen um, that can help you immediately in Clayton Andrews and then, you know, has a little more of an uh, upside and a higher uh, floor in Trevino, but will take a little more time to come back. There's a really good chance the Yankees have a great bullpen again this year. Um, I'd be stunned if they didn't. They they have a plethora of depth there. You know, could some guys get banged up? Are some guys going to get hurt? Absolutely. But I think the Yankees, you know, you can weather the storm. I saw somebody post uh, a graphic on Fangraphs, which, uh, you know, from Fangraphs, which is their AAA rotation, at least their projected uh, AAA rotation. And the names here are pretty good, right? Like you've got Clayton Beater, Luis Heal, Yuendris Gomez, Cody Petit. That's not bad at all, right? Like those are, those are, you know, your five reserve guys to come up at any point in time. Four of those guys, the only one who is on the 40-man roster is Will Warren, but four of those guys are on that 40-man. You know, if I'm turning to Luis Heal, Andrews Gomez, Will Warren, you know, at some point during the year, Clayton Beater, if I'm turning to Cody Poteet, Cody Morris, those kinds of guys are solid depth pieces. They're going to help your pitching staff. They can be swingmans. You know, people are looking, you know, people are sitting back and saying, well, can they hold up over six to seven innings? Who says they have to be traditional starters, right? Like the Yankees did a really good job of, you know, managing bullpen games last year. Everyone can get on Boone for whatever they want to get on him about. But when it comes to managing a bullpen game, that guy is a maestro. He knows exactly who to go to. You know, he has a plethora of weapons to go to. You know, if you want to say his job's easy because they have a lot of talent, that's fair. I mean, they do have a lot of pitching talent. But again, like the Yankees can get creative. They have a lot of options to go to. You know, if you've got Luis Steele for two to three innings, maybe just one time through an order. Alex, I'm not trying to sound, sound cocky here or like, you know, over rate him but he's got 98 99 from from his fastball and he's got a beautiful slider like you're just not gonna be able to hit that uh Yoandres Gomez has an excellent pitch repertoire as well Will Warren I mean sinker sweeper he, he came on here and talked about the four seam of the cutter the change up Clayton Beater you know give him two to three innings that guy might be sitting 94 95 with a really damn good slider so again it's just the options the Yankees have I think that's kind of the thing I want to emphasize here the Yankees have a lot of options to go to for their bullpen, for the rotation, for bullpen games, for whatever they want to do throughout the season. I'm not even mentioning Luke 
receiver who is their sixth starter, uh, and Cody Morris as well. I, I don't know if I mentioned him, but again, another guy who could be a swingman for you. But the Yankees have a lot of depth, and I think that that's kind of the big takeaway here. They have a lot of pitching depth, and it's good that they're assembling this much because they're, they're, they're going to need it. They're going to need these guys at some point during the year. They always do. This is not out of the ordinary for the Yankees to have a significant amount of injuries, but uh, we're glad to see everyone's down there, you know, pitchers and catchers having reported. The other big one, by the way, Ryan, we didn't discuss is Jose Trevino, um, calf strain. So Jose Trevino will miss a good portion of spring training, but not all of it. They say he's going to miss a couple weeks, but should be ready to go at some point and uh, back in the mix here. This is a humongous opportunity for Austin Wells to step up. Every rep is his. To, with, the, with, our, with our pitching core, with our staff right now, every single rep is his. The primary reason that Austin Wells is not starting right now is because he's not considered an elite defensive catcher. Jose Trevino is. If Austin Wells can get the work in, earn the respect of Garrett Cole, earn the respect of Carlos Rodon, earn the respect of these, of these guys in the bullpen – the Yankees are going to have a hard time keeping him off the baseball diamond, my friends. They're going to have a really hard time keeping him from behind that dish. And look, I think it's a best-case scenario that he goes out, and, and I love Jose Trevino. Awesome dude. Great defensive player. It's it's on our best interest for Austin Wells to win that starting job. Because, one, it indicates he took a significant step forward defensively, and two— he is head and shoulders better as an offensive player uh, than Jose Trevino. And look, he's a rookie making next to nothing. You, those are the type of guys you want being impact players on your team. Austin And Will Warren told us a couple weeks ago, Will Warren, uh, rather, Austin Wells has a legitimate bat. Like, his bat is legit. He's had double-digit walk rates for a very long time in the minor league career, every single year. Um, and ultimately, you know, you're looking at a situation where if you're the Yankees, Wells could be your everyday starter for the next five seasons, you know, six seasons, and then you have, to, and then he goes to free agency. So that's best case scenario. Um, this is a chance for him to get a little bit of work in with Garrett Cole, and to me, that's the most important thing. Is right now Garrett Cole's like Trevino's my guy. I trust him. He gets me. He understands what I need, how I operate. If Wells can gather that information and, and build a uh, repertoire, build a chemistry with Garrett Cole, it's going to be very good for the longevity um, of this of this team, of this team defensively and offensively what do you think this opportunity for Austin Wells means um and you know obviously Trina will be back probably will start but I do think that there's a lot of value to those the, the reps that Wells is going to get over the next couple of weeks yeah Austin Wells Ben Wartfred Carlos Narvaez I mean hell even Ben Rice right like again nothing has come out to say that Ben Rice is not going to continue catching I believe he'll end up transitioning to first place he's already played a lot of first base in double a but those are reps, right? Reps are reps. We saw last year, I think Carlos Narvaez made the 40-man roster, in my opinion at least, because he got so many opportunities because Higashioka was in the World Baseball Classic. Trevino was out for that injury early on in spring training. I think that opened the door for him to really climb up the organization. He went from a guy that was an afterthought to, oh my God, he's lighting it up to a, in double A to, oh, he's in triple A to, oh, he's on the 40-man roster. And when and let's be real here, Ben Warfett is likely not going to be on this team by the time camp ends, barring an injury. Uh, you know, Narvaez can be expected to be the third catcher, right? So when somebody goes down you're calling up Carlos Narvaez he's a guy with plenty of experience with these pitchers so this is an opportunity for Austin Wells to kind of get acclimated in that regard he really didn't get to you know throw get a lot of reps with the starters because he missed a lot of spring training last year with a rib injury uh I don't know if he'll be healthy all spring you know you can't guarantee these kinds of things um and we don't know if Trevino will have setbacks or whatever it may be but if you guys saw that video that I believe Chris Kirshner posted of him doing some drills the calf looks fine uh, but as you alluded to, I do think Trevino will end up, you know, starting, especially on opening day. Anytime that you have Garrett Cole on the mounds, expect that Jose Trevino 
will be behind the dish. Um, but it, it's an opportunity for Austin Wells to get comfortable and acclimated with some other pitchers in the rotation. It's an opportunity for, you know, other catchers in the organization to get more looks. Another guy, I mean, I didn't even mention him, and how can we not mention him? This is our guy. Also on the 40-man roster, Augustine Ramirez, right? Like, he's on the 40-man. I mean, let's let's ignore Ben Rice for a second here, which I don't want to do, but let's we're going to have to do that right now. If somebody goes down, Carlos, not, not Carlos Ramirez, Augustine Ramirez is closer to the major leagues in that regard because he's on the 40-man roster. I know that it was it's a different situation because Ramirez was Rule 5 eligible, Austin Wells was not, but Austin Wells didn't get put on the, full, rule five, uh, on the 40-man roster until last year, right? Until he was called up. Ramirez, they have high hopes for this guy. He's registered exit velocities around 114 miles an hour. I think he's actually surpassed that. That's freakish power for a catcher. Really good defensive skills behind the plate. This is a guy you and I have talked about. We love this guy. It's guys like him that'll benefit from these kinds of reps. And I'm not saying that Say should be excited that Jose Trevino is hurt. I understand. That's not the point I'm trying to get across here. More so that, you know, with this setback for Trevino, this is an opportunity for other guys. And they have a chance to take advantage here. They're, you know catchers a big part of their value is their rapport with pitchers and their work with a pitching staff the Yankees love defense versus catchers they're not going to call up a guy who can't handle a major league pitching staff they're just not going to do that they refuse to do it with Austin Wells until they felt he was ready this is a chance for Augustine Ramirez to really I, I think boost his stock and that guy can mash man I'm really excited to see what he does this year yeah, I mean, we could see a future, you know, catcher kind of position manned by Ramirez and, and Wells, and that'd be a great scenario, kind of platooning those two guys. But again, um, Trevino's still here, still one of the best defensive catchers in the game. Love him, great dude. Uh, excited for his season as well. And look, he's a leader in that locker room, so you need to have those veteran leaders. So, you know, I, I kind of think right now the Yankees have one of the stronger catching units in the game. Um, catcher's a difficult position to develop talent at, and the Yankees have a plethora of it. And it's like, well, damn, and a lot of people like, you know, will take shots at their farm system, say, oh, they don't have a great farm, this, that. One thing they have is a lot of good catching talent. So that's not even like you kind of said Ben Rice, um, Augustin Ramirez, Carlos Novaez, Ben Rortfed, you know, Austin Wells. There's so much talent there. And end of the day, Ramirez could end up becoming the best of all of them. That's how talent that kid is. So, you know, that's a guy we're going to keep you guys up um, up to date with. Augustin Ramirez, you know, we have a lot of prospects we're going to be tracking this season. Um, a lot of guys you're going to want to hear about because it's the future of this team, guys who could have an impact in 2025, even maybe later on this year. So if you're interested in those players, not only on Fireside Yankees, you got you guys covered also on the Baby Bombers podcast, checking out some of those youngsters. Um, going to be fun. We got you guys on every single perspective angle on all the minor league talent it's going to be really really exciting to watch their growth and development especially once they join the yankees and all of our all of our estimations and projections come to fruition that'll be really fun ben rice that's that's the guy that's our dude that's the one that we're like this guy could actually be something really really great um for the yankees and not many people are talking about it so We'll cover that for you, as always, and any other spring training updates as things unravel and roll out over the next couple of days. But as always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe. Drop your comments below in the YouTube section, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.